What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 156 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and future stab-o-mancer, Eric Getty Gettinger. That's right, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out very, very soon. So with me this week, I will have Berserker, Alex Arona. Getty, you're into the Tiny Tina. I'm into Kirby this weekend. Let's go, mouthful mo- I, I think I'd rather be your berserker. I smash stuff, and I'm cold. I I guess I have no idea. I'll have to let you know when Steve plays every class to level five, and then there's tells like me, nine classes in that game. Yeah, and I heard that there's even more advanced classes to unlock when you hit the end game content. I'm already tired. Yep. Uh, well, I, let's jump over to our talented clawbringer, Joel Dewitt. So what is a clawbringer, and what do they do? I don't know, man. You got, like, a hammer or some bullshit. Listen, let's just get this podcast over with so I can start focusing my stabbing wrists and Alex can get good at Elden Ring. All right? There you go. Yeah. Oh, man, you missed my whole update. I had, like, a whole paragraph how I just decimated some fools. Mmm. I don't believe that. I truly... I truly don't believe that. I guess I'm going to have to hear about it later, though. All right. So this week we're going to freak out in early adopters, talk some smack with the news, then catch our breath in the backlog. You like you like how I did that? Nice. No. Sexy. No, Alex. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump over to early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games that find me counting cards. That's right. This week we played Card Shark. Getty, Getty, Getty. This game gave me the taste of crime. <laughs> I, I, I played it and I feel like I could do crime. Like I, I, did, I, I, I this game. Already... Nothing, nothing before now. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't there? A there's game a statute. There's to... a statute of limitations here that I, <laughs> I, I. We could talk about whatever at this point. It's all past and gone. But at this point. I'm ready for more. No, I got, there was I got a, the taste. A game you already played this year, where you were a little kid doing your grifts, your cons. Oh yeah, what was and the you name were like, of that? And then at the end, they didn't even. They were just like, okay, like you can continue to be a bad person, and it's that fine. was the big con, and that that didn't give me the taste <laughs> that I needed. This it didn't teach no. you how to illicitly uh, cheat at gambling. Well, that okay, Card Shark. Is a 2D. It looks like an animated story where you're kind of moving from. There's very. You have a scene, and it's only like three points on the scene. But they teach you different card griffs and different ways to cheat at cards, including memorizing suits, signaling uh, what other players have, looking over shoulders, uh, marking cards, learning how to shut uh, the back uh, bottom of the deck deal, shuffling, making sure that the right person gets the right card. There's a lot of different tricks. That's what I like about it is that the big con did not teach me how to grift. You just did things that kind of work around as a, like a, an adventure game grift who you give this person an item and then it tricks them into something else this it feels like it taught me how to con people like i mm. i took out a deck of cards and i started trying to practice the things this game taught me so what you're saying is that it doesn't give you like the tactical step-by-step of how to do a specific con but it teaches you the logic yeah it teaches you the logic 
I don't know what you're talking about. I felt like it told me step by step, my friend. And mm. I was. Do you have and, the dexterity to pull off these? Uh, with practice, cons? I can. I will not be pouring you any wine. Let no. me let me try to practice, Joel. You gotta wipe, you know, clockwise if it's hearts, counterclockwise if it's diamonds, up and down if it's clubs, left and right if it's spades. The story itself. Okay, so we've got a, a pretty good idea of what the game looks like. 2D, uh, different scenes. Uh, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of back and forth, but your character is mute. So he's not having any conversations with anybody, but he's also uh, like the perfect uh, accomplice because nobody would suspect him. He's, he's very innocuous. Even at the beginning of this demo that we played, he is just a regular guy that is waiting tables. And then the famous St. Germain shows up, uh, it's set in France in the, uh-huh, 1500, 16, 17. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Three, 300 I, year date range. Yeah, that's yeah, I, Well, I, I, nobody I else has helped me out here. I will not disagree with you. Well, anyway, it is a uh, older setting, um, but I don't know how good your, your guys' history is. The Saint Germain, he is a presence that appears in French history. So this is a—I don't know—it's necessarily based on a person, but the person does exist. Okay. All right. So he is the one who kind of instigates the whole thing by asking your your person to play along. Uh, just pour the wine, look at the other person's cards, and then signal me. And then from there, it really escalates. You... And so just for reference of what I was mentioning about how you wipe the table is how you move the stick to indicate the suit that the players have. But the tricky part is that first you have to move the stick to pour the wine. And the slower you pour the wine, the longer you have to look at the cards. But if you pour it too long, they will start to notice that you are cheating. Or you did spill. Either, yeah, so did either you spill wine. I spilled wine. Or oh. you underserve or overserve, but the idea is once you then know uh, you got the brief couple of seconds to look at the cards, you then motion, and you could motion incorrectly, um, and the game will let you know, and there will be consequences. But the idea is that that's the initial first grift you learn is to wipe down uh, the counter with these motions. One thing kind of cool about the whole experience is that they teach you these individual sort of grift moves and then they layer them on top of each other as it goes on so the some of the later levels they had you both doing the whole like looking at the opponent's cards and then they would also have you like that you doing a shuffle and draw order so like you'd have to pick up the the slop on the table and divvy it back up in a way where your partner got all the high cards on it and then you'd have to shuffle it and like give the motions of how to like deal right so you've like put a tab on i think the ace before you go shuffling again and then you can also do they'll do a trick where he'll just say i bet you uh my partner can find the ace card 
uh, after a shuffle. And you show the ace card, and then you do the shuffling motion you did before, that, like the technique you learned, which is moving the stick up or down, left or right, doing certain actions. But you're, what you're doing is you're marking where the ace is. And, then, and that's what you would do when you're trying to deal someone all the high cards. But now it's just about finding the ace, so all you do is mark the ace and then shuffle like you normally would. It, it adds these layers of the same techniques, just now you do it for a different reason. Now you do it in a different way. Yep, and, and then there are also danger meters because the whole process you're going through these rounds of gambling, and they let you bet a certain amount depending on both what you've got in tow and what your opponent has to gamble. And the interesting thing is that the more you try to place a bet, the higher the suspicion meter goes up. So it gives you like a smaller window to be able to hit everything right without actually like raising the alarm and pissing off the people because that's yeah because the longer you go the longer you're you're using these techniques to cheat because they are specific hand motions and stick motions that you have to kind of memorize if you the longer you take the longer that suspicion meter fills right right you you have to be elegant and quick to do that you guys play controller yes yes i did i did keyboard and mouse uh keyboard didn't really do much of anything but yeah uh it's it still works. It, it definitely, you get to a point where like some of these are, so like the uh, three card, three card Monty, is that what they call it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they teach you three card Monty and, and in the process of actually picking out the cards and then like shuffling them, they've got these circles on screen that sort of close in and then you need to time it just right to get a better rating and the better rating you have the the less the danger level sort of goes up so there there's very much a timing and uh precision aspect to it too okay yeah it's uh not what i was expecting oh now- i i was very excited for this I, I, this one we've been waiting for we saw it on an indie direct and it ah okay yeah. So at the beginning, when you get to select your difficulty, one of the options has permadeath. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to ask, I only played through, I think I learned five card tricks. Mm-hmm. Did either of you guys get to the point where your character was at risk of being killed? Oh, I died. I definitely died. Okay. Do you get caught? You're just not good at cheating? Uh... No, it was more that um, the game didn't explicitly tell me exactly, like it didn't, it didn't explain what hap- what I needed to do. So um, I was pouring drinks for somebody and they told me, you have to go get another bottle of wine. So that made me go out of the room. I didn't understand and I kind of stood there for a longer time than necessary and my the suspicion meter filled up. So when I got back to the table and they're like, okay, pour us the wine, it was almost instantaneous that they said they busted me because my oh. suspicion meter filled up because even just walking to get another bottle of wine raises suspicion because in that back room, you uh, have a second deck that you mark the ace so that you can give him a second deck with the ace marked so he can use it. Weird. So also uh, when, when, when you die, you meet the the god of death and he kind of plays a card game with you that if you pick the right card which is just a timing based you're moving it in between like a meter and if you get it at the right moment he lets you go but i think that 
I think that he said something about how it's going to make the game a little bit more difficult. Like you can't do it. You can't die willy nilly. The game <laughs> kind of wants you to uh, start upping your game. And, you know, if you die again, I think it becomes harder to come back. I think it, each time <laughs> mm. the, the, the punishment becomes... for death is living, but harder. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then again, also, <laughs> if you die again, then you the game becomes harder to come back. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have a little yeah, you have a little card game with with death and that's pretty cool and it's funnier because your character you is mute throughout the whole thing but you meet the god of death and the god of death goes don't you talk and then your character goes yeah I talk and he's like that's <laughs> good and it's like and your character goes wait I can talk <laughs> so there you uh, go. in that in death your character automatically gains the ability to talk and he's very surprised good stuff really good so. If you are looking to learn the long con, uh, Card Shark recommended. Jump over to Steam, give it a shot. I believe it's going to be on there at least for now. I got the taste, Getty. I don't think I can go back. You don't think you can go back? I need to start grifting. <laughs> You're going to leave the podcast to go do card tricks out in the park? I can make more money doing, yeah, doing three card money now that I know the skills. Doing crimes. <sighs> Again, I don't... (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of sharks, though, we also played this week The Remnants of Relay. I was wondering how you're going to pronounce that. You did a really good job of pronouncing stuff, so I'm going to say you're right. This is a total guess. I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation, but this game is underwater. It is a horror-based adventure, uh, first person. Kind so of reminds are, me a little of Bioshock. A little yeah, bit it did of Bioshock. Have that vibe a little bit. You do. You have the diver uh, outfit on. So I'm the nineteen, not, uh, like the real nineteen twenties, nineteen forties, big giant helmet diver suit mechanics. Like your your flashlight has gears on it. Yeah. I, I feel like that was more of a stylistic choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what, steampunk? It's steampunk, but at the same time, I got a little concerned because your character, he's underwater for so long, and he doesn't... In a suit like that, you would have to have some type of breathing apparatus. And yep. it was manned by people up top, and that is Who, not the case. They, and those those people were no longer manning the, the top. No, very quickly after you start uh, this this adventure, everybody on board the ship is... Dead. What happens, Getty? They're, they're being carried off by little sea monsters, while what can only be described as Cthulhu is towering over you and destroying your ship. Yep. Yeah, that thing was freaky looking. <laughs> and they they held on that scene for like just long enough to be unsettling, where it's like you look at it and then you can't like do anything. So this the camera kind of holds. And you can look around, but you're essentially always kind of staring at that that beast before the story progresses. And I felt like that was, it put me in a room with that creature and then said, well, you're going to sit here for at least a minute and a half. And I think <laughs> that's... You're going you're gonna to stare at this thing and get afraid of it. The one thing I noticed about that scene, I'm not sure if it was a choice or if it was just, uh, graphically, this is a, a great game to look at. Mm-hmm. So absolutely like cutting edge every every little thing in there is detailed 
Uh, it feels real and uh, frightening. But in that opening scene, the little like sea monsters, it just looked like somebody took a piece of paper that they were on and just kept like lifting them up and down. Yeah, it well, was like it was like there wasn't a any bob. animation to. They them. were like a bob off of a uh, a fishing hook. Yeah, but yeah. everything <laughs> else in that scene, like the Cthulhu esque monsters, it seemed like, like they were action figures posed, and you were just bouncing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, but every everything else was uh, just terrifying, and uh, very quickly everything else gets way more terrifying as you sink to the bottom of this pit and you are trying to get out so i have i have a feeling that alex is gonna jump in here and tell me uh, the problems that he had solving the puzzle oh i just i mean again (laughs) i i kind of like this game i like that um i like i'm a big bioshock fan all three of them i'm on board for those games i feel like i would go back and play them now and still be impressed and still enjoy my time with them. Uh, I've actually tinkered with the idea of going back. But this game, I feel like, has that that feeling of uh, like something just messing with you from the jump. You know, just that like insanity, just a slight insanity. Mm-hmm. You're just not sure what you're seeing. I just felt like the puzzles were a little obtuse. That's all. Okay. There was, um, you know, you're at the bottom and you're... You have this flashlight you can use to bash things, and then you just kind of have to go up against textures until you get a button that says interact. And Mm -hmm. so I found like a lever on a pipe, and I hit that to interact. And then that opened up another section that allowed me to have like the ability to float and go up and down. And then I just went around every texture until I found the button that said interact again. And that's what I mean is that like I felt like there there wasn't a whole lot of signposting. And I don't want the game to hold my hand, but I wish I had a little bit more context for what exactly I was trying to do. Right. Because all it says was uh, activate the the three sigils and escape. But I don't know what that means. And I don't feel like my character does either. He just yeah. sunk to the water and then just had to said go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you kind of mm. got to wing it, and you find, uh, like you said, the weapon, which is also a flashlight that you can smack people with. Uh, there's also another part to it that you have to locate, but it's that's kind of where I got hung up. And so I was able to figure out, hey, I got to go over here, uh, bust this membrane, go through, yep, collect a, a bow and arrow or a crossbow rather. Uh, once oh, you I got found a crossbow, crossbow? I found a crossbow. Once hmm. I figured out that I had the crossbow, I noticed that there were like, I, like the murder slits in the side, like like in a castle. So I started looking at all those, and then I found one of the sigils in there, shot it with the arrow. The thing that I couldn't locate very easily was the piece that went on top of the flashlight, which allowed you to cut through some of the coral. So I felt like the coral was something you need to cut through. I actually was, found that yeah. I, there was just like a piece of rock that was in front of a hole and I had to smash that. Mm-hmm. And that led to anglerfish, evil anglerfish that I had to yeah. kill. And then that was one of the sigils. That was fine. But again, I just, I just felt like I was just smacking rocks until I found something that. Well, broke. that was where the crossbow was. Oh, see, I didn't find a crossbow. I just went through there, killed the two anglerfish. It was a chest. treasure chest. Mm, okay. okay. Got to open those treasure chests, man. I didn't see a treasure chest. It was there. There was one treasure chest they wouldn't let me open. So maybe that was... I think I, I, saw a... some, 
I think I, I saw had, one like that too. I had a couple problems, like uh, just technically, I, I froze and had to restart uh, my first time through. This oh. game, you know, part of part of the challenge here is uh, the verticality. So, thing like Bioshock, it's just first person. A puzzle you know game exploration game and when you add the verticality you're now having to sort of float in that 3d space looking up and down the columns a little bit that's i had to search a long time for that saw attachment or me too where it yeah. was because of that because it was sitting i think it was in a chest pretty close to the floor on top of a pillar right and and, and i kept looking up yeah instead of down right yeah and the wait, thing wait, is, it was on top of the pillar Yep. Yes, it was on top of a pillar. How, how much of this did you play? <laughs> <laughs> I was in this game for like an hour. Yeah, uh, I think I think I was. I I could probably go into Steam and actually check to see how long I was on there, but it felt like I I felt like it was more time than I had anticipated, and I didn't yeah. want to come into the discussion without having finished it because I mm-hmm. felt like again graphically. This was crazy. How did you feel about that shark with the tentacles coming out of him? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> 48 minutes. 48 minutes and I solved it. Oh, that's good. No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like I could have done it faster. <laughs> Daddy speedrunning demos. I'm not yeah, speedrunning yeah. demos. I was but... <laughs> in it for like an hour and I didn't even get it that far. I, I remember I just end up going, uh, at one point I just started like, hugging the wall going up and down oh yep. let's go to this side up and down and i just kind of started like doing that bit and then i after a while i'm like i'm tired I'm now sleeping. now i don't i don't know if you guys noticed or not but there were some red glowing fish at certain points yes and that those are supposed to be some of the markers about like there's something to look at here i, I oh, didn't really yeah i didn't really pay attention until i was already part way through like lopping off the barnacles and those it was like when i was coming out of those sessions after i had already cleared it oh i wonder what those are for oh i didn't know <laughs> but uh mm. there's that there's there are spaces where like there'll be air bubbles that are i think yellow or goldish instead of just normal air bubbles and those are markers too but it's definitely that sort of like contextual you have to be looking for the clue in the area to find it, it it's okay. definitely not abundantly clear unless you looked at it hard hmm, okay i mean this again i was absolutely blown away with the look of this um i for how long it took me i still feel like with more to play i would probably go back you mentioned the verticality joel i like the option to be able to float up and down it definitely gave us more <laughs> than your normal straight path and uh, I feel like you could do a lot more with that. Mm-hmm. I technically I have a problem with how long he was able to stay underwater for without proper breathing apparatus. But I'm splitting hairs here. This whole thing was pretty fantastic <laughs> with with all of the sea monsters and the Cthulhu's, and I'm sure the Dagon was in there somewhere because he's also terrifying water monster. There's always the Dagon. Yeah, that Dagon, Dagon. <laughs> Episode title. Uh. But yeah, if you you can make it to the end, the the ending is basically you climb into a, a sub, but the well maybe I shouldn't spoil it too much. You get into a sub, and then you should watch and figure out what happens after that. Okay, you so might, it leads into the into the game proper. You might escape. I guess that's maybe. Hmm. It leads into the again leads into the game. 
I'll lead you into the game. And I'll lead you into our next game that only Joel played. And there's a big note to remind me that I, uh, I'm i not allowed to talk about this. No, it's more the fact that you always like, you'll, you'll, you'll be like, what's this game? Where is it? I need to play it. I need to play all of them. I'm like, no, no, you don't. It's cool. Joel. Hey, I kick it to him. You <laughs> yeah, take you your seat at the back of the... You sit back down. I kick it to him. Yes, wow. You You're in charge. All right. All right. He made, he made me podcast host, okay? All right. <laughs> Absolutely. I... Okay. I, Anya, Rhythm of the Universe, Joel only. Go, Joel. <laughs> it's part of the name. Uh, Rhythm of the Universe, Ionia, is a VR game. Uh, <gasps> it is basically a Fern Gully-ish kind of world. Sort of that, like, thick jungle area that looks kind of mystical and magical. Has some sort of, like, ancient ruins kind of places to go exploring. You it dated is- us. You dated us with Fern Gully. <laughs> well, should I have said Avatar instead? That's yeah, still that's still like that's dated, still... you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Honestly, I was, in... I'm 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 happier being referencing Fern Gully than Avatar. I don't. I have a I have a real personal vendetta against Avatar. You know what's a fun fact about Avatar? I still haven't seen it, and I never. I've will. seen it three times, and I didn't want to see it once. I saw well, it three times in the, theaters the, in the same within the same two week period. The I VR didn't was literally once. The VR was literally the <laughs> or the three D was literally the only valuable thing about Avatar. I, it, it is, yeah. Such each a time slog. I saw it in three D, each time I paid extra for the three D. I hated well, it all. I, I mean, you got to take some responsibility for the second yeah. and third watch. <laughs> I feel like I didn't know. I the didn't saying, fool me once. I gave I gave the option to the person I was with each time, and each time it was a different person. Okay, who are these people so that we can put them on the list? <laughs> Two first dates and my nephew. <laughs> so who are you most upset with your nephew? Nah, nah, I wouldn't be mad. At I don't him. know. You have to live with him, so I mean, I don't know. One of those to... first dates, one of those first dates, wanted me to splurge for the extra pizza, and the giant popcorn. That just sounds Joel, like you went with Steve to the movies, okay? <laughs> Joel, tell us about Ionia. I don't want to talk about Avatar anymore. I'm so tired of that movie. So this game is an Avatar-like. Uh, you. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's uh, it, it's, bad. it's a first-person perspective, which I, I'm, I'm guessing most games in VR are. But uh, you are in this lush green forest area being led VR. around by a almost bud like woman reptilian maybe and mm. she's this sort of chipper and bubbly woman creature that's telling you how this creature of the wood or jungle is in danger and you need to go save it because it could affect the entire world or something all, all the premise and setup that you did for that the actual functional game is basically so in vr my experience has been most games instead of having you push forward to actually walk they use a cursor to then teleport to a certain spot when you're moving around uh from my experience that's to avoid things like motion sickness uh because if you're moving in a free space it's rough but do you prefer free roam or do you prefer teleport uh, well, I I feel more comfortable <laughs> with the teleporting. Uh-huh. Uh, the the one time I tinkered with for my kids to set up Minecraft in VR and give that a try, it uh, 
it gives you the option to do either. And it works great with teleport, but free roam, you move a couple steps and you're already wobbly. It's it, it took me by surprise. I had read other reviewers talking about how like motion sickness was real. My thought was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's just a you problem. But uh, no, so it does a teleportation movement, which serves its purpose pretty well. And it's really kind of a guided tour. So it's it most of it's pretty linear. It's following this escort to certain spots. Uh, there will be like a room or something that you need to explore and find the puzzle to solve to move on to the next spot. Uh, often that also includes things like climbing. So with the Oculus, you've got two different controllers. They've got buttons that act as the grip on screen when you're playing. And there are these spaces where you'd have to climb from one area to another to get to the puzzle you need to solve to open the door uh but you actually have to like reach your hands up hold down the button to initiate the grab pull pull it down and then go with the next arm grab pull down etc uh and you know if you haven't played vr before it's it's a kind of neat experience (laughs) when you is there any point where you wanted to jump to see if you could even get higher up there are games there are games where it's vr rock climbing and uh, i definitely know people who've gotten to the top and then just jumped daddy i definitely tried to like swing myself with one Uh, arm and tried to do like the hop and grab onto the vine and the other arm i got i call that the mount your friends yeah i was gonna Mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. well and did it work uh, not the first couple times. <laughs> but you got it, it though. I, I got it. I got it eventually. But if you let go, uh, in, or in this case, fall, you just go straight down, and then it goes to black, and then you just respawn at the starting point of that climbing area. Uh, okay. But it, if you're looking while it happens, like it is, you feel it. You you feel the motion on that. That was less motion sickness and more just like a wow, that's a quick drop kind of feeling. Um, it's it, it is a neat game you know and you functionally it's nothing too complicated it you know the puzzles are usually like music focused there's like these sort of xylophones that you'd have to do sort of simon says kind of things to open doors there is a segment where you have like a bondo with different buttons and then there are two rotating prods around you that you have to line up just right with each space on the bondo, like moving it a different way. And uh, beyond that, it is mostly, again, just sort of a guided tour. You have those cool climbing sequences. Uh, you have uh, these areas where it will, the whole point will just be like, she'll say, look over there, and it'll be like a, a open window space, and you see giant mythical creatures sort of walking around. Think like uh, Jurassic Park when they first show up to the, <laughs> area where okay. an actual dinosaur is at right and then they actually the funny thing is near the end they have this area where you go grab onto what's basically like a giant uh slide not slide a uh, swing and then they just have mm-hmm. you go repelling down the space and it and yeah it's just really weird seeing like the motion happen and you're looking around and you know being like wait the screen doesn't actually end here so <laughs> uh all in all, like it, it's a it's a fun experience. I, I think it's something that uh, you'd spend a short trip with. It's an 
nice brisk thing. It didn't really take more than a couple hours to get through the four chapters that existed in. Uh, the story is you know, thin pretense of what you're working on doing. And it's very, again, Fern Gully. And then, uh, the neat thing is that actually it, uh, they have partnered with, I'm pulling up the wildlife warriors, USA, which is a nonprofit that centralizes in uh, animal preservation and, and things okay. of that nature. It was started cool. by the Irwin family, like Steve Irwin's family. Cool. Uh, so, some I think five percent of their proceeds go towards this organization, and I didn't know that. But at the end, once you beat it, there's like uh, I don't know what his son's name, but his son comes out and basically like thanks you for playing the game and about how you're where your money's going by buying this thing. So not a huge percentage, but it is a nice contribution in, in way to have it focus on something outside the actual game itself, especially with the kind of themes it has. Okay. Sounds like a wholesome adventure. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, with, with I always find it weird that people are like, I want to make this giant epic nine-hour game in VR. And I'm like, I don't think people want to be in there that long. I think you kind of want those, a little bit more of those short guided experiences. I, like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if there's a real heavy market into like, I want this deep mechanical gameplay for like 15 hours. It's like, well, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I mean, it. so Santa got us the VR in December, and we've maybe cracked it open a total of 10 times since then. Mm. And it's usually like just a, like, okay, we're going to devote an hour or two so everybody can play. I can hook up the Chromecast we have to the TV and do the uh, projecting to the TV from the Oculus app so everybody can watch so it it is surprisingly more group focused if you want it to be like the group fun of somebody playing it and just watching them do what they're doing in it uh more than i expected but yeah i, I agree with you like that that's a long time to have your surroundings cut off and especially since most of the games i played are very interactive you're standing up no thanks moving have around you punched the tv yet <laughs> I haven't punched the TV. I uh, I strained my arms from boxing. <laughs> oh. I was I was wearing a weighted vest <laughs> too, uh, so I was doing strength and conditioning, and then I made that boneheaded decision. And yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't boxing for a while after that. Okay, so Ionia is a is a pretty good like uh, almost like a beginner VR game that kind of gives you multiple activities that will uh, show off the technology. Yes. Okay. sounds like fun you should record the next time you do it but i don't want to see what you're playing i just want vr recording of you you just want to watch me <laughs> yeah. playing the vr headset if just actually you. if we could stream that to twitch where it's we can't see this the screen it's just you <laughs> yeah that'd be optimal that's what i want that that's okay, what he just our, wants to watch you. That's what our Twitch is missing. Just some middle-aged dude in a <laughs> living room, <laughs> yeah. swinging his arms with controllers and a headset. Uh, after you said Fern Gully, I think we lost a couple of points there. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, it looks like another reason to burn down the house with all these terrible squid monsters that invaded us. Brb, while I file an insurance claim, taking a break. I would I would burn the house down. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs>
funny news. My mom is so crazy, she talks loud to my dog to make him understand better. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you do you ever speak to your dogs in dog? Like, do I bark at my dog? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. It's not I just me. I don't. <laughs> the same way that same way that Alex admitted to crying at Robin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a thing. Um, no, the dog. I never bark at. I never bark at Penny, but I definitely like woof at woof to encourage her to woof. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't actively bark, but when Nick starts whining, I'll sometimes like whine a little bit back. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like he gets visibly upset. He knows what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, you cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the news this week. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Don't know if I like what's... uh. What's all here, but we're going to go through it anyway, because I'm a trooper. There's some good stuff here. That's <laughs> good stuff. I mean, the first one is mortifying. Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog Xbox with furry controllers. Oh, dear God, why? I I uh, mimic that sentiment. These uh, uh, hairy controllers? This is real. You, you I know. But it's a, con- it's a contest. I don't care. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm not saying that my hands get sweaty, but if it's warm enough, I, I guess it could happen more frequently, and then it would just be like matted down controller fur. Imagine having Cheeto hands. I mean, you could always shave the controller, but then it just get bristly as it grows back. I'm not sure if you really uh, want to deal with that. I guess you could vacuum jokes. them. You could vacuum them. Comb them, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can comb them. Because yeah, you don't want them to get maddy. They will get maddy. Yeah, I'm sure oh. that they will. Just more worried about the smell. Mm-hmm. Because your hands get sweaty or you decide mm-hmm. you're going to eat like a a whole garlicky meal. Get some garlic naan rubbed into your hands and then you touch the controller. And get... and I, every time I say I'm not going to do that. I'm <laughs> not going to eat with the controller. I'm not going to do that. And then I fucking do it. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> dropping an f bomb here, because I'm mad at myself for doing that, and that, that's the way. Like the PS5 controllers, they're not dirty, but they're not clean right now either, and I'm kind of mad at myself. Mm. Why are you eating cookies, Alex, and playing Elden Ring at the same time? Don't do that. There. You know, you know what I found helps. Hmm. The food is in a different room than I am, and I try not to bring food into the room where the PlayStation 5 is. So if I'm eating. Oh, well, you put yours in your office. That doesn't count. You eat dinner in your living room still. So? It's not where my PlayStation 5 is, so I'm not getting <laughs> Where your PlayStation controls. 4 is? Yeah, I haven't turned that thing on since I played uh, Destiny, so. Hmm. Man, let me tell you about that. No, no, different segment, different segment. All right. These controllers are hilarious, though. I'm uh, into they're, it. They're very funny, but I... I, I can only imagine... What is going to happen with them? I imagine them having eyeballs and then talking to me like a Muppet. I I wonder if those are just sort of a sleeve that you can pull off and it's just meant to get, like, internet traction. Because, man, it sure got traction. Well, I mean, that that movie, again, despite my not li- not loving the first, I'm saying is that that second one is getting some hype and some real big, like, like a, lo- a lot of people are real excited about it and I'm and I'm for I want people to be excited for it so it's it's got some it's got some some 
some steam going right now. We want people to get excited about video games. Yeah. And where they put their video games. Like, like Ben Schwartz. Like the folders that they added to Nintendo Switch this week. Uh, Joel, what folders <laughs> did you create? So I, I uh, made one folder for Nintendo Switch Online apps. And then I realized like it doesn't actually pin to your home menu. You have to go into a sub-menu <laughs> to reach where yep. your groups and folders are and then proceed it to Which stop. Which defeats the purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is that, like, I want my folder with these apps. Here's my Nintendo Switch Online stuff. Here's multiplayer games. Here's stuff I'm currently playing and plan on finishing. You know, have it on my homepage. But this whole, like, adding a second step is a killer. <laughs> I can't do it. It's useless. That's how that's how it was. Uh, that's how my Steam is set up. My Steam is set up with like, these are the games I've beat. These are the games that I'm completely done with and not gonna beat. Here's my multiplayer games, my party games, and uh, this is uh, I did that with Switch, and then I like, I'm like, great, okay, so where are my where, where are my folders? I made them. Yeah. Why are they not on my home screen? Yep. This is dumb. I, not gonna say I have the same problem as you guys because. I don't even uh, look at that kind of stuff. I just open it and play whatever I'm playing. So I don't dingle around. I could see where it could be more helpful if you have multiple people using it so that you could be like, oh, this is where my games are. This is where your games are. Um, Yeah, but not my problem. Woo. I like it organized. Oh, no, I I don't. That's terrible. Why would you want organization? Getty, you should see my, my free time uh trello board you have a trello board for your free time you'd puke he had to ma- he has you'd to make this fun work <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously uh next piece of news new witcher game announced there's a question mark here but i'm pretty sure they uh, they definitely did or at least they uh, let everybody know that once again cd project red is doing witcher stuff they had kind of said that they were going to do that after Cyberpunk. Um, the part that is like people are trying to understand is that that is not the Geralt, the, the Geralt, Geralt, Geralt. That's not Geralt's wolf sin, uh, sigil. That okay. is, uh, that could be another character. Cause they said this was a new saga and there are other witchers. What? On top, on top of that. Other witchers? They have uh, abandoned their previous engine, and now they are on Unreal Engine 5. Unreal? Which, pre- which uh, it's, weirder be- it's weirder because it was their own personal engine they created, and then uh, Cyberpunk happened. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, what are you going to... So this game will come out. I'm sure that it'll be fine. I know that the hype will be there. People will get really uh, hyped about it again, and maybe some people will be disappointed. But another Witcher game? I, know, the... I played one and two. I never played three. I wanted to. It's, uh, it's a lot. I, I started, and then I was like, oh, there's other stuff that I could be playing. So. <laughs> it's just so much, yeah. It's just so much. It really is. You actually have to sit down and like dedicate a lot of time to it, so... Go figure. Oh, next piece of news, Netflix Resident Evil series coming July. So whoever put this in here, what does the story follow? 
Um, I I believe they want to try to go through the the game series, but it's it's kind of up in the air considering that the cast don't really look like their counterparts. Mm. So I think there's and there hasn't been there hasn't been a trailer. All they've shown were the cast and the cast dressed normally in their normal civilian clothes. Like this is the cast of Resident Evil and it's like I guess I mean I can't see them in costume, and they don't really look like it, so I guess I don't know. You know what's missing from this blurb here? Mm-hmm. The word's live action. Oh, yeah, it's live action. <laughs> My bad. I actually got excited. I was like, oh, an animated... Oh, humans. <laughs> Great. Another Walking yeah. Dead TV show. That's exactly what I wanted. Uh, Did that show's ending. Thank after, God. Well, whoa, whoa. I heard that... It's on part two of the three-part season breakup for the finale. So the last season is broken up into three bits. That's just three seasons. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I'm tired of people doing two-part final seasons. That's two seasons. Breaking Bad is patient zero of that mess. I was was not happy when they broke. Oh, we did one final season. Now you did four episodes in one year and four in the next. (laughs) Yeah. Just give me a season, damn it. Damn it? Yep. You know what else I want? What? Besides a full season? Mm. The Quarry. And Supermassive has been teasing the Quarry. All kinds of craziness. I don't know if you guys... I have a question about this. Did you you see the cast for this? Yeah, that actually... That cast Mm -hmm. is stacked. But real quick... Did you see... Didn't they... Didn't they... Aren't they doing... Isn't this the same team that's doing the moving... The... Dark pictures. The pictures, yeah. Yes, Supermassive is the same developer. Yeah. Okay, so this is the so they're making a full fledged game outside of that anthology series. Yes, and they said that they were, if you remember. Okay. So I, I just never knew that. So this is I was like, I, is it two separate developers or is it like multiple teams or what? I, I'm not sure. It could be a sure separate subsection in the same developers. I mean, with how, if they're doing Dark Pictures still on top of this, you have to assume that. There's a split somewhere in that organization, right? Uh, the way I saw it described as in the article I read was that it, this is supposed to be like the successor to Until Dawn. Yes. So in that sense, I expect a lot more exploration because those Dark Pictures games are much more interactive movie than the way that uh, Until Dawn was. Until Dawn was, they would give you the segment to walk around, explore, find items, find the memories or the premonitions, and then get to that story beat, and then also find like little totems and items in the world that gave sort of the, the flavor and character to the background. And I, I expect this to be similar to that instead of these sort of brief experiences we've been getting. Sure. Yeah, I definitely also saw that it was coming out. Uh, already pre-ordered it. Didn't pay off the whole thing because it's going to have the big seventy-dollar price point on PlayStation Five. Uh, but I know that in this one they were saying a lot more of if a character dies, then it's going to have much more dramatic repercussions to the overall story than what we've seen in the Dark Pictures. So it's going to be that until dawn at fingers crossed it's going to be on the same scale um but again this cast is stacked mm-hmm. hit me with the cast hit me some of the names because i know a couple of them now i gotta like go and look it up uh, i know mm-hmm. for a fact we got justice smith 
We got Brenda Song. We got Ariel mm-hmm. Winters. Uh, yeah, I know those two. David Arquette. Wow. Hmm. From Scream. I, I, there's like four more people. Yeah, Arquette's also a freaking cop in this one, so. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I think there's like four more people, but it is like, hey, do you like big name actors and actresses? Here they are. Now they're all going to die in terrible ways. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, what's funny about uh, Until Dawn is that like most of those actors and actresses were not big names, and then because it took so long for the dame to come out, uh, Rami Malek was one of them, right? Yep. And then the guy from Agents the guys of from- S.H.I.E.L.D. And then also... But Hayden um, Panettiere was in there, too. No, those, those are the two house She was from Heroes. <laughs> no, Hayden Panettiere was, like, one of the stars of Heroes, but I think that they came it out was at the same time. a big enough gap between when Until Dawn came out... Uh, when, when Heroes Until until Dawn came out. Until Until Dawn. Jeez. Uh, but anyway, check out the quarry. I'm excited. Is there a trailer? Uh, teaser... Maybe maybe it's a little bit of an extended one, but it doesn't give out too much. All I know is that with my pre-order, I will get the 80s slasher flick filter and the black and white filter for my copy. Put that photo mode. It'll be crazy. I'll be sending screens, and you'll be like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'll be like, I don't know, man. You send me a lot of videos on and and PlayStation, and I go, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I like it. I That's do good. what I want, Alex. Keep doing that. Okay. Uh, in other news, 80% of VR headsets were Oculus Quests. Last year. This is just a fun fact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's much really to dive into. I found it interesting that the breakup is that vast compared to other... Yeah, I mean, I, I did see a lot in retail this year for Oculus. I don't know if you guys saw much of the kiosks at your stores, but... Eh, I can't terribly be surprised by that if it's everything else is kind of like, you know, I don't want to say an off brand, but you have like your top of the line gaming rig here. And then you've got these other ones that aren't as well known. So sure. They have they grabbed the market and they they won't let you go. Nope. Hmm. <laughs> You'll just have to jump into the metaverse and. And let us know what else is going on in there, Joel. Nope. I hate that it's now called the Metaver. It's called the Meta Oculus. Everybody keeps saying that, and I don't know what it means. It's and brand- I'm not going to ask you to explain it to me, because I'm just going to move on to the next piece of news. It's branding. Okay. That's literally all. <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about the Metaverse. I'm just trying to make it to Friday. All right. Also in news... Jamie Lee Curtis will officiate her daughter's wedding in full World of Warcraft cosplay as Jaina Proudmore. Okay, I didn't read that before. I think that's just cool. I didn't read that before you did, Daddy. So that was that was an adventure of a sentence. Was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> she has been um, she has been known to be very supportive of her children, including uh, getting down in some cosplay and going to cons with both of them. Hmm. So. Uh, this just kind of goes along with that that she is still uh, deep into the, into the into the being very supportive game, which is which is nice. It's nice to see that you know a lot of people will. There are some older parents who are, are who kind of avoid or try to keep 
that kind of stuff out and not engaging. And this is a way that she's fully engaged, and it's nice. So the moral here is... Get into what your kids are getting to. Okay. Join Jamie Lee Curtis on raids. Karazhan? Don't like... Is that... Uh, was that yep, the Karazhan. Okay. Okay. That was a raid. But I mean, if your kids are like into like... If... if your kids are like into meth, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into what your kids are into. I think it was probably more the, the Frozen Keep. I know that Gina was in those ones. And then a lot of the later stuff, but I know you guys, you guys don't subscribe to that stuff. So anyway, we got some 1.0s this week. Uh, Hell yeah. We got, uh, I guess this is actually a week off, but uh, we'll have Terror Bane going 1.0 on April 1st. That's the That was the pixel art 2D almost Zelda-like, but it was uh, a developer was still in the process of making it, so things kept breaking in the game. Okay. That's why it's Terror Game Bane. Mm-hmm. Terror Bane. Yep. That was good. That was a fun one. Please stop referring to stuff as Zelda-like. <laughs> it is a Death's Door-like. Uh, sh- Side note, shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Listen I mean, to I don't know podcast. why, but I'm, I'm not against it. <laughs> and we've got Norco... Goes 1.0 today. Uh, As of today, March 24th. Thank you. March 24th, 2022. Uh, PC Game Pass. 9.35 p.m. Central Standard. It's right now. Yep, it's installed on my PC. Oh, sweet. You'll have to let us know. Uh, I do recall I made it further in that beta than you did. So, or that That's demo, fine, but I'm going really. Game Pass. I'm going Game Pass, baby. Okay. All right. You can calm down now. Never. We got free bees here. That's right. We're just giving away bees. Oh, oh, free bees. No, Alex, not here. He can't give away his bees. <laughs> Dude has bees. Uh, he's got lots of bees. He well, can't give them away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Demons Tilt over on the Epic Games Store. A this pin- is a like a demonic pinball game. Sweet. You guys like pinball? Go play it. Yep. Is this initials or is this a word? Keo. <laughs> Keo. K-E-O. K-E-O on Steam Early Access. Okay, so this is uh, car combat uh, by way of Twisted Metal, but you are building and developing and like creating your cars tuning them up and and designing them how you want they kind of give you a framework and say attach guns wherever you want and add different wheels and different colors and blah 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 blah. and it's uh, a battle arena 3v3 uh and it is in early access if they yell at me like you just did and said put guns wherever you want then i would play this you should it's free i i feel like we're ready for a car combat game i still are you traumatized ready for anthony from- mackie as uh sweet tooth yeah i am oh they're they're making a movie is that it or is it gonna TV? be a series show. show i i might watch that i'm already gonna watch it all right last freebie mm-hmm. is cathedral 3d on steam cathedral 3d is a throwback to doom like those doom style games but uh it's got more verticality but it does look like doom 
But I mean, if you look at all those Doom pixel art type like, throwback like games, Doom they, or Wolfenstein, Hexen. 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 Okay. But those games generally don't have you like looking. They don't give you like a whole lot of verticality. This game tries to play like Doom 2016 mm. with the look of Doom original. Okay. So it it has it's very bombastic in how you're running, jumping, and shooting. These are the things that we have declared during the news. Oh, oh no, news! You don't have to call my mom. She already knows that I'm a problem child. Fine, I'll call her later and tell her that I love her, and everybody else should too. with the backlog blog where we play games that all right alex might have been a little right about actually you know what no alex let me tell you Mm -hmm. do you have covid because sir you have no sense of taste whoa (laughs) hey let me tell you about breath of the wild yeah (laughs) i started playing it with you man i was playing i played this saints row 4 and elden ring all at the same time and you were miserable. <laughs> I'm not miserable. I just feel like uh, I'm not feeling the magic. Mm. How about that? Like, I, I, I recognize that there are good things about this game. Um, and th- that's kind of the thing I like about pl- I, that I played all three of those games at the same time. Because they each gave me a different hit of, like, a different kind of dopamine. Um, I felt like I was challenged with Elden Ring. I felt like I was very easily and quickly rewarded in uh, Saints Row 4. And I feel like I really uh, find Breath of the Wild to be beautiful. I don't find Elden Ring to be beautiful. I didn't find Saints Row to be beautiful. But I also find that uh, all of uh, I think Elden Ring specifically and Breath of the Wild specifically, they were told I was it was advertised that wherever you go, there's kind of something interesting to do or see or interact with. Mm-hmm. But I find I am going uh, at least an hour before I find anything. I can't say that I have the same experience. So I have not played Zelda Breath of the Wild before. I started uh, maybe three weeks ago, but heavily lauded. Uh, Joel highly recommends it. Alex said it was okay. I was told that this is something I could probably sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to preface this with saying that we're going to come back around. We're going to check back in on this because uh, I am by no means done. I'm about halfway in my estimation, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, but the game uh, is beautiful. There is a lot to do, and it, it kind of leaves you to your own just to, whatever you want to do. You don't have to necessarily follow along and do anything right away. There's the story that you need to slay Calamity Ganon, uh, and you have to go 
find these four sacred beasts and, and free them in order to do so. But I felt like outside of that, I am I can do whatever I want. I'll go climb a tower, survey the land, go put some little pins in the map, try and get to those, die a couple of times because it's usually not feasible, <laughs> and then come back and try it again. Find some better weapons, try not to die. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. Yeah. Go find a horse. Name it, what is it, Huge Chungas? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I named mine Gary. Like a real horse name. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Human name for a horse. You know, I, funnier, I do find that I, I feel like I am more limited in Breath of the Wild than I am in Elden Ring. Like, I'm finding more walls. Hmm. Really? Like, I, 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 I lost my horse, and I went through a large swath of that game without a horse. So it felt very slow and very plodding. And I understand that, that that's on me. So I went and eventually went and grabbed my horse again. Uh, the horse, uh, as it turns out, you really have to, like, kind of keep it near you. You can't really, like, call out to it. It has to be within, like, a very short earshot for it to come to you. Um, and it also won't traverse all of the terrain you need to house it and then hopefully find another uh, stable to grab it from in a new area. So that felt like a little bit of, again, a, a, a stuck situation. And then uh, even that horse, that horse is very hard to, like direct it is very weighty it is very weighty and maybe there are better horses that interact differently and there are better uh faster horses uh or maybe there's a better like process than just fast travel and walk uh but i do find like those situations i end up feeling kind of limited in uh where i'm commuting as opposed to okay i just i'd rather just walk it at this point now i'm going to tell you i got mm -hmm. a horse I don't use it, but I'm having a completely different experience from it because I don't mind exploring and looking around at all this stupid stuff. Okay. But then again, like, I have found this Zelda to be the most, yeah, I'm going to say it, grounded in reality. Okay. <laughs> Your That's weapons fair. break. Uh, yep. You fall, you hurt yourself pretty substantially. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, hang glider, eh. I can make bombs appear. Out of myself. I love that. that. That seems like a thing that I might be able to do in real life, but I don't know how that's going to play with the, the audience of Super GG Radio, but um, if I'm not here next week, we'll know why. I do find that very fun. I think that like the complaints I've seen against Breath of the Wild are not the complaints I have. I like the breakable weapons because I want to use different weapons each time. I like swapping between them. Even if it didn't, they didn't break, I'm swapping between them every time because I want to try and see what they do. And they do uh, unique things, uh, specific ones. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just more powerful or swing a little bit differently, and I like that. I, um, I like that you're so kind of weak and uh, easily you know, knocked around, and that's, that's fun too. And I like the puzzle rooms. Uh, yeah. I think I think I like those things about it, and that's what it makes it very fun and different okay. to me. I like I like that. Those I mean, ones. there's a lot of the puzzle rooms. Mm -hmm. How? 
If do you know how many you've done? Have you checked? I did not know there was a way to check. On the loading screen, when you zip mm. between points, it tells mm. you how many you've completed, um, along with some of the other statistics, like how many seeds you found, and uh, it'll show an, it'll show an animal for every divine beast you've defeated, sort of stepping one by one too in that area. Yep. Yeah that that part I also did know. So, I. Earlier, when I was zipping around, actually, I, I don't know 100%. Maybe I'll just boot this up real quick to see. It should tell me somewhere, no? Well, uh, mine is... Oh, here we go. I have... How do you know? Uh, 25. 25, okay. Those puzzle shrines, which I actually... Uh, that's another thing. I'm having problems finding more of those. They're well do hidden. They can be. Do you have the sensor on that beeps when you get closer to it? Yes. You know, I, you, I, can I, I, I will tell you I've had a theory running around in my head about what I think my problem is with this game. And I think that I find like, like, so the problems I have, the reason why I don't say, hey, you know what? Breath of the Wild sucks or, oh, Elden Ring sucks. The, I find that the problems are generally me, but it's more the fact that I don't think I'm outside of the range of what an average player is. And so because of that, I feel a little bit like they somehow missed something that like, oh, this game is not for everybody because I'm playing it differently. And the way I'm playing it doesn't make it fun. Mm -hmm. um, I think I just kind of pick a direction and I start walking. If I hit a wall, I climb it and I just kind of go straight and so that's kind of how I've been playing it. It's like, I pick a direction and sometimes I'll stray. Sometimes if I see something like a shrine or if I see something that might be like a Korok seed thing, I go for it. But when I'm just like, well, this wall's here and I kind of just want to go in a straight line to the edge of the map and it's like a pain in the ass and I spend a half an hour going up this wall and at the end of the other side of the wall is nothing. Uh, that's kind of where I feel like like that's where my that my my problem might be is that mm. I'm not setting my own tasks instead of just I want to go straight in a straight line, and that might be why I'm also not seeing. And I know you're supposed to like go to the top of the tower and look out and mark some things, but after I've done that and I've hit those points, I just like okay, well I might as well just go in a straight line because I don't want to do any of these quests right now. See, uh, and, that's where and that could be me. That could absolutely be me. But we're having two different experiences by playing the game. I, on the other hand, when I come across somebody with a quest, if mm. it's something that some of them will lead you to a shrine, and I've done a couple mm. of those. Other times when I'm walking around in the environment, I'll find one. Or uh, one of the stupid things that I did is I decided I was going to try and see how far around the map I could make it. And uh, I hit behind the castle. There is like this one spot where it's pitch black. Like, I started walking towards it, and there's just, like, a forest or something, and it's it's all darkness. And I was like, well, this seems like a terrible idea. And uh, I spent 15 minutes exploring around in there to try and find the shrine that was hidden. Boy, let me tell you, that was an interesting one. <laughs> like, I didn't expect... So, the enemies. There's not a huge amount of enemies... Uh, you'll generally run into the same kinds, but the bigger ones, like the hill giants, those ones are hilarious. 
And when I say hilarious, I mean they're big, they're lumbering. Uh, you can usually hit them in the eye with a bow a couple of times before they start to cover it. But if you are lazy or you run out of weapons, you just pick up the bomb, drop it behind you, keep walking, and they'll walk into it, <laughs> blow up the bomb. And I have that's that's generally how I approach most fights. Yeah. Is I run away, bomb behind me, and how many did I kill that time? Two? Okay, but there's five of them. Do it again. Yeah, and it, it works even better for larger groups because it helps disperse them from the crowd that are chasing you down, right? So it gives you a chance to sort of pick and choose who to kill off. Yep. So, I mean, I mean the, the sacred beast areas, once you get to them, they're different they're dynamic you can change the inside of what's going on inside of the beast to solve the puzzles i think that mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun uh yep it's different from the rest of the series in that regard and then the boss fights that you have in there uh i've done two i've done the water and the lightning and i'll say that the water i had no problem didn't die a single time was able to knock it out I, I had higher level gear. I know that it certainly helped uh, with no problem. The lightning, I didn't know what was going on for my first attempt. Uh, it's very fast, so <laughs> it turns out you need to throw up the shield and wait for him to attack you, and then you counter him, and it's it's much easier, but he's still like super fast. So if you're not very good with the shield, eh, you're going to have a bad time. So I'll probably have a bad time. For for what uh, for what it's worth, Daddy, you you sort of found your way into probably one of the harder <laughs> divine beasts out of the oh, four, and that fantastic. that that whole region is kind of a nightmare in terms of the the high level beasts that are around. So I'm I'm impressed that you made it through. I think that's where I'm going next. Well, so I got to the city. It, this is one of the things that like doing a blind playthrough. It's fun because you're gonna come across stuff and you'll be like, oh, what the hell. So you get to the city that it says you need to go to to complete the Divine Beast, and you can't get in because you're dude. And because you're dude, uh, anytime you try and like climb the wall, uh, try and walk in through the front door, no, they stop you, and they threaten your life too. But then it's like, oh, you should go. Some dude's like sitting out on the outskirts, like peeping around. He's like, I heard that there's this dude that can get in, and. Uh, I thought that I saw him over at the bazaar. So I'm like, all right, where the, where the hell is the bazaar? So go over to the bazaar. Yeah, sure enough, there's a, a guy who's going to help you get some drag so that you can get into the city. And I found that on par with Final Fantasy VII Cloud <laughs> dressed in drag. And I loved it. Because you don't think that... The, like, it's a totally different approach to, to Zelda... You don't expect to see Link dressed in a like a body dancer outfit, a belly dancer. It was the highlight of my experience so far. Alex, write all that down because you're going to need to do it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I. There are pieces of this game that have been uh, relayed to me, and that was one of them. I, I remember that uh, when the game came out, uh, Joel and our friend were kind of going into great detail, uh, gushing about this game, and I remember that being one of the things that they had referenced as being very funny. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it is very funny. It's a, I have no problems with this game. 
I just have my own personal feelings of taste with it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm, ha- I'm struggling the way I'm playing and it might be me. Yeah, you know, it, it might be time to bring back one of the Alex Arona original segments. Can't quit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that we can we can have a segment about all the things that are wrong with us. Because, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's it's more like, okay, so the, the thing I have with, with certain games is that uh, when it comes to, like, the beat list and all and the games that I want to complete, it kind of nags at me if I've gotten to a point. If I've put uh, 50, roughly 15 hours into a game, it, it kind of makes me frustrated to say that that was for nothing. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to quit the game despite whether I'm actually enjoying it or not. And that's where I'm, like, at with Breath of the Wild is that, like, I keep, like I said, I was like, I think this game's too much of a chore for me. I'm going to walk away. And then I was like, well, I played another hour and a half earlier. Well, you got to set because yourself just, a hard deadline there, bud. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a deadline for me. Nope. I just don't like the fact that I put in 15 hours and I am not going to make that time is feel me a little bit more wasted if unless I finish it. Put in the deadline. You got your Trello board. Give it a deadline. That's why I said uh, that I got to finish it before uh, Chrono Cross comes out. So that's my goal. Oh, is that your deadline? I'm going to try and finish it before that. Because I would like to jump into to Chrono Cross when it it comes out. It's a hard deadline. Know, maybe hard. Maybe deadline. When is that? Yeah. Uh, they emailed me about it today. I believe it is April seventh. Hmm. So I only got like two weeks. I gotta make sure I take care of business here. Yeah, see, if I had if this game had multiplayer, I would ask Joel to just like come in and sherpa me through it. Just like, Joel, just show me what am I missing here? Joel, do this. What for am me. I doing here? Yeah, it's what? like when you had what to call your friend over to help you through a particularly tough part of Mario back in the day. Like, man, I can't beat Bowser. Can you come over this afternoon? <laughs> yeah, we will come back to Breath of the Wild. I believe all of us are engaged in it right now i think joel is probably the i want to say the furthest ahead he was already on his second beast when i had down my first so uh, i am at the Gerudo uh village right now so i'm outside of that third beast i'm gonna take down okay, oh, okay. i'm on the i i don't know where i'm going again <laughs> I, I i should probably pay, look at to see if i'm going towards a divine beast or not but i finished the second one and i've been putzing around ever since i just yes. want you both I, to know you can buy a house in this game Oh. I found the Master Sword. You found it already? I cannot access it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I found it. <laughs> All right. Well. And I will say that that kind of, that also was just like, come on, guys. What are we doing? Do, can do I, you, that where I was like, do you know how to I access ask, it? Uh, yes, I know how to okay. access it. And it's. All right. I, and that's where I, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I felt like I'm being limited in a lot of ways in this game. God damn it! I do not know how to access it. I haven't even tried to look for it yet. So, would you like to know, or do you just want to be no, surprised? I, I, I think I, they tell you. No, they they. Someone, that's how wait. I found it. Was someone hey, actually told me? Hey, I'll wait. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. All right. All right. Well, no, someone. We'll, we'll be your. Don't kill worry switch. about it because <laughs> there's right. somebody in the game that just says, "Hey, man, you should check this out," and well, that's what happened to me. There's been a couple of people that have already been uh, when I went and did the second divine beast they were like oh i see that you're here but clearly you can't be link because you don't have the master sword and i was like yeah whatever no one guy literally just said hey man you should go over here okay 
Well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that it, it's if you're paying attention, it's not hard to miss. I actually haven't gotten that many quests, or the quests that I've found have been like kind of crappy. I had one person's like, collect me 200 crickets. I'm like, I don't. That sounds made up. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's real, man. It's a pain. And that's why I've kind of like stopped caring about quests is because that was the first quest I got was like, hey, get me 200 crickets. And I was like, well, this sucks. I did a, a bowling quest. But I feel like that might have just been gambling. It might not have been a quest. But see, that sounds fun. I want that. Yeah, but it was it was pretty cheap. Like, I felt like the guy was cheating me because, yeah, whatever. All right. We'll come back to Breath of the Wild. We got to finish it. We'll wait on Alex. Hopefully it won't take him too much longer. I'm trying to play it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll pluck away at it. I'm sure that we'll be back next week with other games that we have played all right, I, I guess that'll take us over to our last segment. One last thing. One last thing. This week it's brought to you by turning your bathroom into a dedicated VR room. That's right. I suggested that Ro- uh, Joel turn his his bathroom into a VR room because he was getting it remodeled and it seems like a much better use of money. That might be okay. more immersive. I don't <laughs> uh, but you're more likely to punch a hole in the wall. Mm. Need a confined space. Make sure that you're not bumping into people or slapping kids. Uh, my one last thing. Uh, no surprise here. I already said it in the opening. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out this weekend. I am going to be uh, deep in it with Stevers, uh, hoping to make some progress, stab some stuff, have some fun. Alex, I uh, I am solo dadding it. Uh, the partner is going out of town, uh, which means that uh, the uh, the child and, and I will be eating Pizza Hut. Uh, and, no, uh, Taco Bell. No, I, I've had I've had some Taco Bell recently. <laughs> I'm okay. I want some I want some Pizza Hut. I want that stuffed crust pizza. Uh, Maybe I'll get that Batman calzone thing again. And um, Kirby comes out tomorrow kirby comes out tomorrow so that means you're getting kirby or it's gonna be out and you're gonna go search for it oh i already pre-ordered it i sold back a bunch of crap games <laughs> i just was like i uh, i've beaten this i don't need this i don't need this and uh i got uh elden ring for like ten dollars and i think i'm paying 30 for kirby nice yep so i'm pretty pumped on all that and joel uh i'm also getting kirby that's going to be Kelly and I's game for a little bit. Um, actually, we uh, so we had been playing a lot of spooky games uh, over the past few months. We did uh, Dark Pictures. We did the, the Medium at some point. And I, I think next we are doing Alan Wake. So we got Alan <gasps> Wake remastered on, on Xbox. And uh, we've gotten a little bit past the credits. Because, you know, okay. it's it's like, what, an hour or so before you get to the actual, like, main credits? Mm, you I, mean I the feel... title card? Yeah. Yeah. I... Well, the game is broken up into parts, so... You'll you'll have fun. It's kind of episodic in that way. Okay. Yeah, cool. You, you have to remember, it was by the same studio that did Max Payne, and Max Payne 2 was infamously, like... It was broken up into little comic book bits. It's right. kind of the same experience for Alan. There's going to be chapters. So I'm excited. In control. I'm You're really control. excited. 
I love Alan Wake. I can't wait for the next one to come out, and uh, I need to hear Joel's feedback outside of what we played for a little bit on Extra Life. What was it like two years ago? Yeah, something like that. And you'll you'll um, you'll see a lot of the control DNA where they evolved ideas. So, like the if you remember, there was that TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already they have something. Like I, I already that. sat for like five minutes, <laughs> watched the first uh-huh. one I saw. It, like it's the spooky side. It's pretty good. Yeah, so they 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 always have made sure to kind of do that in their games and kind of come up. They actually had one that was uh, that actually had a live action TV show on a network that the things in the TV show would ha- would be like reflective of what would happen in the video game. Mm. So they've, they've been doing that kind of meta other parts of the story uh, for a long time. I, nothing beats, is it Dr. Bones from Control? Oh, yes. <laughs> and the, the, what's it called, kids or whatever? Oh, still creepy. so creepy, but yeah, I, I love think, I love those games. I think I'm due for replay of that game, too. That's a really good one. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where... I I am streaming on Mondays. I have... uh, I'm I'm picking the next game I'm going to play. I'm thinking Tunic. Uh, Tunic is the hot game right now. They're calling it a Fez-like, and that's real attractive to me. Uh, Joel's got Tuesdays. Joel, are you even doing Tuesdays anymore? I am, just not the last few weeks. It, but are you bringing it back this week or no? That's the plan, uh, unless something Listen. changes Tuesday. But it's it's Kirby and the Forgotten Lands until further. The guy days. came in, looked at his bathroom, and now he's going to have a new one. All right? We doing Saturdays too or no? Uh, is is this like a grilling? Like I- <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh no! I'm trying to lay out the plan. Uh, Maybe I'll do Saturday. I think I have time this week. I think I think our plan is Saturday as well. I just didn't know what was happening. Maybe I'll do Sunday then. You do whatever you <laughs> like. <laughs> Listen, you I'll I'll the schedule. We'll adhere to it. Yeah, Kelly and I will be Except streaming somewhere, either on the podcast Twitch or our own personal one. I don't <gasps> personal Twitch. Is that allowed? Yeah, I've got a side Twitch. I've got a right eye twitch. Uh, uh, yeah, me too from all of this talk. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the don't mind me just pouring you a drink. Oh, look at these nice cards of your choice. Thanks for listening. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG Alex. GG Getty.